Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, Lamont, do it. I, I don't I think he's dead. Hey, everyone. Mr. <laughs> Devil here, Danny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils. And you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils. Nation. Uh, we are the Uncle Fuckers, Tony, Dan, and Chris. This evening, just finished watching the Devils defeat the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, what was that final? It was four to one, right? Four um, to two. Four to two, rather. Um, yeah, uh, I'm still after you know ten minutes of watching this game, still trying to figure out, making heads or tails of this game. This game was nuts, and um, I'm, I'm real curious to uh, hear what you guys think. And I'm going to start with you, Tone, because, you know, you have been clamoring for physicality. We have been talking many times how when teams get physical with us, we fall apart. Uh, tonight, that kind of flipped the script uh, a little bit. And um, for the first time, I'll just say before I let you go, uh, I, I absolutely – Brendan Smith was the freaking catalyst of everything good that happened on this team tonight. But I'm real curious of of your opinion on this game because we hadn't seen a game like this from the Devils in in at least this version of the Devils ever. Uh, Brendan Smith may have been one of the most important guys on the ice tonight in a lot of ways. He changed that game right away. Um, You know, I wasn't on the last show, but last game, I thought he was a factor in it. Um, You know, he's becoming – you know, he's he's the guy that you go to criticize everybody right now. I know because he makes some bad mistakes, but he's become a big part of this team in the last few weeks, and he has changed. Now, we definitely still need to bring someone else in, too, but he's definitely changed the environment on the ice a little bit. And tonight, like I said, he changed the game in the first three minutes, um, changed the atmosphere of the game. It became old school right away. Uh, you know, just now, of course, there's the, the downside of the game, which what the hell – Tomorrow morning, what are we going to hear on all these press releases? Who's, I mean, we had some guys banged up tonight, you know. What was up with Jack? Uh, you know? Jack looked like a knee. Um, and I don't know if this is going to be something serious, but it looked like if you, if you know, looking at NFL games and stuff, like it did look like he twisted and that could be a tear or something. And I really hope not because it did look like it was a lot worse 
when you saw it in slow motion, it looked a lot worse than you know when it happened in real time. And I was just like, he just fell. What happened here? And then when they slowed it down, you saw that, you know, I think it was his right knee just tweak a little bit. And uh, his grimace on his face was immediate. So, yeah, you knew. Uh, man, we cannot afford no. to be losing Jack Hughes. But I have a question for you. Has Mike McLeod become a star this week? Like, have we just seen this guy start becoming like, I mean. I think it started in the Ranger series last year. Um, and, and he kind of has taken over. I will say this, I refuse to, and I absolutely hate this motor Mike nickname that they're really (laughs) trying hard to stick with him. It's the worst nickname ever, man. He's too good to have a shit nickname like that. You know, just call him his name. Then don't, we should come up with a name and like petition, like me try to put it out there. You know, I mean, I don't know. There's gotta be, there's definitely a better name than that, you know? Dan, what do you got for Mike McLeod? Uh, you know, uh, Motor Mike, it's the best name ever. <laughs> that's, that's a horrible name. That's a horrible name. Uh, I don't like that name at all. I, I, I mean, I don't – who started this? Who started Motor Bryce. Mike? Really? Come on, yes. Bryce. I it mean, was Bryce Salvador, and he was trying to get it to stick, and it looks like it kind of did. I don't like that. I, I don't like that. Yeah, tonight it was fluid. It was terrible. You know, it's a terrible nickname. But Dan, what do you, what's your uh, opinion on this game? What's your take? Oh, this was a great game for them. Um, look, their points were huge. That definitely is a thing. But the way they won was great. Uh, you guys touched on it. They had the grit. They had the fight. Um, you could tell that you know Chicago came in to play hard, and that is the book on the Devils: play hard. And today, maybe for the first time, at least to this level, they stood up to that and gave it back. And there you see like what everybody's been wanting this whole time. Like, yeah, if you answer grit with grit, you get good results because of the talent you have. You don't have to avoid playing gritty because you're a talented team. That's not going to get you where you need to go tonight. They displayed the talent and they displayed more importantly, the grit to give them the room to do the things they did. And that was fantastic. Got solid goaltending, which is huge because Let's face it, the game was always very close, and that's a credit to Vanshek. Keeping it close, even though Chicago was playing well and had the lead not once but twice, but uh, you know, once the Devils got the lead, I think every Devils fan was like, okay, Vanishek, it's in some ways up to you now. Now, the team played great defense in front of them, which is a huge part of the story if your goaltender is going to be successful. So it is, uh, you know, he never deserves all the blame, and he doesn't deserve all the credit. But he did his job tonight, and that was good. That was huge, and it shows like what this team can do. Uh, what I hope they take from this is that this is a new way for them to win when they need to win games like this, which is going to become more and more frequently. That's how playoff games are going to feel. They're going to come at you. Uh, the book on you this year is not going to change. Give the devil some, uh, you know, lean on them and see what happens. Well, you know, you're rewriting the script on that now. So that's it. Was a great game, great win. I like the production really from everybody. Um, all around fantastic. One one of the funnest games I've watched in a long time because it was yeah. a completely – like I love the running gun. I love five, six goals. And you kind of forget 
these throwback games where, you know, one period takes an hour to get through because it's just so many stoppages, so many fights. Brendan Smith. How wild was that second period? It was insane. It was insane. Did you guys forget about Brett Sini? I totally forgot about that guy. You remember he was. That he played for us? Yeah, he played for us. I totally forgot about him. I know he was with Utica. But I, I tonight I was watching. He was involved a lot tonight too, actually. All right, I'll take him off my devil. You know, tomorrow then we're not going to do <laughs> Brett Sini. But um, I, I'll tell you the the hit on Bedard. That's uh, Brendan Smith. I mean, that was the the beginning. That was the catalyst of of all the physicality and all the, you know, Chicago. But what a beautiful hit! And you know, I watched that Ranger Blackhawk game. And look, Connor Bedard is no doubt a generational talent. He's amazing. But I saw – did you guys watch any of that Ranger-Blackhawk game last night? Just no. a couple highlights is what I saw. So on the first goal, I think the first Ranger goal, um, he had the puck and Truba just pushed him, like literally pushed him right onto his ass and took the puck away and scored a goal. Uh, well, uh, it was Panarin's goal um, from Lafreniere. But I'm, I'm watching it and I've yeah, watched – Muscled quite, off the puck. Yeah, yeah, and I'm watching – I've seen this happen a lot with Connor Bedard. And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm saying, man, somebody's going to really hurt this kid if he doesn't start skating with his head up and start paying attention a little bit more to things around him. This is the NHL, and tonight it happened. I, if you would have told me what team do you think is going to take out or lay a clean, beautiful hit on Bedard and take him out, I, I think out of the 32 teams, my 32nd pick would have been the Devils. But, man, right. Brendan Smith came to play tonight, answered the bell, Got into the fights. Kevin Ball was hitting. Fucking Jack Hughes was hitting. Um, yeah, and I, I thought that Smith, his play brought that on. I don't mm-hmm. think you see both Ball and Hughes playing with that physicality, as well as the rest of the team, but those two other hits really stood out. Unless Smith really does his job there and elevates it. and You know, what a huge hit that was. Biggest yeah. hit uh, for the double what's, season. What's nice about Smith, too, is he's kind of a like, – he's filling in the spots that are needed. He's that's, he's keeping his word. Like he's finding what needs to be done and he's doing it, you know, actually a player who reminds me of that was Jim Dowd did that through his career. Like he eventually like adjusted his career, you know, adjusted his play to fit what the devil's need. And he's really done that. Cause like I said, now you you just feel a little different and the whole team sparked from it. Cause tonight it was just a feisty fucking game. Like the whole team was ready to go and, and the Blackhawks played a good game too. I mean, I I give them no doubt. Yeah. They played a really good game. I know. It gave me a window into like Smith in the playoffs. You know, I think back to last year and uh, we were all very uh, disappointed, really had had enough of Damon Severson. Come playoff time, he actually turned his game around. I actually enjoyed his playoffs. I thought he added a lot to the team, which I never would have guessed that was the case because he was kind of like the guy taking the bad penalty all year and, and, you know, and worse. And Smith has been kind of, let's face it, been on the whipping boy in the same way this year for Devils fans. Uh, but to see him play this way tonight, it gives me like a premonition that if he does this in the playoffs, he can really have a huge impact. In some ways, it's it's, it's really important to have a defenseman who's willing to, you know, throw hits, you know, uh, be as gritty as necessary. If he could just avoid taking those penalties that, you know, shoot us in the foot, uh, he could be a hell of a asset to this team. So much of what you just said, I do like want to touch on. Like, I don't even know if Brendan Smith uh, got any playoff time last season. I don't think. I think he was healthy scratch for every game. I think you're right. Um, so we didn't see it uh, last year. But if he can play 
this way where he's not taking penalties. He's really good on the uh, penalty kill and bringing that physicality. I say, you you know, you got to keep this dude in the lineup every single night. And then what you said before, how Brendan Smith's play brought the physicality and the physical play out of the other guys like Ball and um, the dudes like that. And this is something that we were saying that we needed to go and get. Remember, we were talking. Yes. What's going to happen when you bring if you brought a guy like Chris Tannenbaum, who's a big, heavy hitter? Like, how does that help Kevin Ball's game? Like, who's showing him? You know how? To, like, we talked about Colin right. White and his first couple of years, and then being with Danico and been playing with Stevens, and then he brought that physicality to it. Like, you you know, just through osmosis and watching these veterans play that way you kind of take how they play and i i think that there has not been enough of that this year from the devils and especially from brendan smith like we saw little bits and pieces but this game was the best game he's had as new jersey devils he didn't get sidetracked you know he's he's had some grit in other games but then you know uh, nobody's gonna follow him if he follows up the gritty play with taking a stupid penalty because yep. they realize that his play is shooting us in the foot. And so you kind of want to just throw out his whole style of play, at least mentally the other players don't buy into that. But when he's doing it and walking the line, adding the grit with passion but not taking the penalties, um, it's infectious, right? And that, yeah. that's an exciting thing. I'm, I'm really hoping, though, like you said, Tone, that – Jack maybe just, you know, twisted the knee a little, had to go, you know, maybe they said, hey, there's three minutes left. We have the lead. Go in the back. You know, we don't need you right now. Uh, I'm hoping that that's the case. Um, Think of the names right now. Meyer. uh, It could be you. I mean, Palat. I mean, it's starting to get like, it's pretty devastating right now. Right. Well, I'm noticing because people like Mercer and, uh, you know, um, McLeod have been on fire. And that's what I was just going to say. He's just never stopping. It's just, it's been great. You know, if Jack, worst case scenario, is out for any kind of time, it's going to be really difficult without him, but it gives other dudes opportunities. And then you'll see Graham Clark will actually get a really good look at him. I'm sure that they would bring him, you know, put him in the lineup if if something happened to Hughes. Um, You know, and the guys have to step up. We've been doing it these last two games. You know, Hughes hasn't scored. Jack hasn't scored. He's got a couple points, but, you know, not – the Jack Hughes, like, you know, where he just goes and takes games over. And this is what we want. You know, you need balanced scoring and you need depth scoring and we're getting it. Our third line, our second and third lines are amazing right now. Yeah. Um, clicking on all cylinders. To a point where, where, you know, scouting and opponents start going, okay, you know, Jack Hughes is going to do some stuff here and there, but we really got to watch these guys because they're super hot right now. Think of the pressure that takes off of Hughes, you yeah. know? And it gives him room to come through with some of the biggest goals maybe of the season in the playoffs, you know, should they go that far. So, yeah, this is kind of what we want, more contribution from everyone. You know, there's a time this season where Mercer was invisible, and he's everywhere now. He looks great. Um, Toffoli's been strong really throughout, and no signs of him slowing, which is fantastic. Guys like Chris Tierney playing better. Played really Uh, good tonight. I loved his game tonight, definitely. I was hoping he was going to get the empty netter. I was really hoping that that he would be the one to net it. Um, Tony, you were going to say something? I I was kind of hoping, you know, I I would actually like to see Graham Clark in a few games because now that we we may have some injuries going out through the rest, you know, he just sees and you just don't know what's going to happen. It would be good for him to get his feet in now. Like, it's now the play is starting to step up. Like, tonight's game was an intense game. Like, it felt like a playoff game. That second period was so fucking, it was just a fun, just a fun period. 
Um, you know, obviously that goal, I, you know, Vanacek would want that back a million times. That, that second that goal, goal was terrible. Yeah, he would want that back a million times, but it was a fun game. And, you know, man, I'm hoping they put it in. Some, hey, tomorrow we got Vancouver. It'd be great to carry that shit yeah. over. Absolutely. V came up big in the third period. And, um, you know, with a couple of minutes left with the goal he pulled, Soderblom pulled, I was really nervous. Like just V, like you said, Dan, it was all on V's shoulders at that time. And uh, he did what he needed to do. Soderblom played fantastic. I mean, yeah, I think a lesser goalie, we've got, we have six or seven tonight. He made some outstanding saves. I thought it was a really well-played game from both teams. And, and, you know, you take that second period and uh, it was like, that was just craziness. Like, I don't know when we're going to see that again from, from this team, but the third period, like they did against Washington, they took the game over. Um, in Washington, they had the lead and they just basically, you know, sat back. They took chances when they had to, but they played good defense this time. They had to go get the lead and then they just kept their foot on the gas. It was just a, a fantastic third period. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see the stars glad. tonight, but I would have gave Smith one tonight. Well, sure. uh, I'll I tell like you who they Smith were. Throw down too, because the, you know, he, he knew he hit Bedard. He took responsibility, fought. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and he I mean, took responsibility. Yeah, he he told, totally... uh, I forget who, who he, who he fought, but he, um, who the hell was Lino. it? Lino. Yeah, Felino, and he told uh, you know he told Felino like, look, look, man, you know it was all shoulder, it was a clean hit, dude. But you want to go? We'll go. Just be glad and, it wasn't uh, Scott you, Stevens. <laughs> you got to respect that. Oh, Scott Stevens, yeah, they'd be taking him out in the <laughs> stretch. Our story would be over. <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, what the hell was I just gonna say? Oh, the stars. Um, Motor Mike got the third star. Motorboat. Um, oh, see, now you're going along with it. <laughs> yeah, no. We should call uh, him Motorboat Mike. <laughs> Motorboat Motor Mike. Mike. I think the second I star was I don't remember, but Shimon Nemec uh, was number one. Was awesome uh, and tonight. what a game from the yeah, kid, man! Awesome. He played... go play with Holtz, amazing. Yeah, oh my may god! Never go down again to the minor leagues. No, uh, I, I don't think he will. No, uh, I don't. There's, a, there's no way in hell you you Why bring it. You, you can yeah. send him back down. You know, nope. you, you send you know Siegenthaler down Siegenthaler, there before you send Nemec. It's funny because you know Siegenthaler has been number two defenseman like on the block for most fans this year behind Smith, but maybe he's not. Maybe he's number one if Smith can get his game together because he adds so much that Siegenthaler does not add. You know, in the toughness and everything else, uh, and he's also playing a bunch of utility stuff, playing forward when he can. But uh, you know, Siegenthaler really has yet to consistently be like, wow, this defenseman's really adding a lot. And you right. know, Marino. He's he's coming around, but boy, is it slower than I thought. I mean, I feel like his game's elevated than it from where the abysmal place it was earlier in the season. But do you feel like it's where it should be? No, I don't feel like it's where it should be. But I do think he had a very good game tonight, and especially that that you know Johnny it. on the spot play when that puck was behind V on the goal line, and he was there to to swipe it away, which very was a point. huge play. But I thought he played good tonight. Um, you know, he, he took uh, some offensive opportunities and pushed the puck up when he had when it was there. But for the most part, he stayed back a couple of times, really just stood, stand, you know, standing up to guys uh, on the blue line. He was strong around the net. I, I thought he did, played a very good game. I think I think this was such an important game and not just, you know, points or whatever, an important style of game for the Devils to play. Because yes. they, they, you know, we've said it a, a bunch, right? Teams get physical with them and they kind of fall apart. They've lost this game. They've lost yeah, this game they, over and over this, this year. Game. They probably had about maybe 15 
games that were very similar to this game that yep. they've lost this season, you know, at least 10. And where you're like, you know, guys, it's, it's a, the book is out on you. Why are you losing these games like this? And today they stopped it. They turned it around. So that was, it was huge. It, it, you know, it was a, what a fun game. And, um, you know, quick, uh, you know, look ahead to Vancouver. It's going to be a shame if Jack isn't out there for that game yeah. with Quinn oh, wow. and Luke. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really hope that this what is What do you not guys serious. think? I kind of feel like we're not going to see him tomorrow. Uh, I, feel I don't like know. I agree. I'll, I'll be hopeful until I hear otherwise. I totally get it because um, it's one of those things when you first see him go down, he's kind of on his own. You know, the collision was minor, and he just goes into a little bit of a turn, and right away you got you see him take the weight off it, which is why the right skate kind of wobbles. Yeah. And, and he knew not to put weight on that immediately. Wobble, wobble, and he just like he goes down. You see the pain on it. And uh, so you know something there hurt him, but – you know, it could be a very light sprain, um, you know, to the point where it feels great tomorrow. Who knows? We'll see. You know, I think, uh, to be honest, if if it's some kind of sprain of the, of a knee, they're probably going to rest him a little bit, give it another day or two. Well, considering you don't good. play again until Thursday, uh, right. you know, maybe, uh, okay, you sit it out and then you got yourself five full days that's what I'm kind of thinking, but that's that, unless unless he like you know it was something else. Sometimes you find out what you think is an injury is something much smaller than that. Like I was trying to look at it, like is there an equipment problem maybe? But I didn't no. see that. I saw something much like what you guys said, maybe uh, a knee, maybe the right knee. That's what I my best guess is. You know, we're just guessing. We got no information on this, and I, well, I would not be at all surprised if he's out the next game. But we'll see. Some of these injuries, like I think with with Meyer and Palau, we're not going to see them for a while. It sounds like, like we're yeah. not. It seems like these guys are don't make any plans with these dudes for a while, you know. So it's going to be and kind of interesting how we adjust with this. It's a shame yeah. because those are two guys that I think would have so to have completely thrived in that second period in a game like tonight. I mean, yeah. Palat and Meyer, and when the way when ship broke down, like those are the two of our guys that we need, and I think they would have been impactful. It had they been on the ice, but um, you know, a couple look. times I thought about Meyer. I was like, we need him in the second period, especially that second yeah. period. That was a. You know. I mean, a kudos to the, everybody who was there who responded and filled yeah. that role. Because you're right, that's what I was thinking too. This game needs players like that, and um, they're not going to be at our disposal. So maybe the team around them will, you know, and and, and hopefully, you know, if you want to look at the glass half full here, they'll learn to play. Uh, in a way that maybe they used to rely on guys and like, okay, well, that's his job. He's going to do that. And now they're thinking, no, it's my job. I'm going to do that. You know, so we'll see. Hey, look, you know, get yourself into a playoff position, get yourself firmly in there, let your guys heal up, you know, the second half of the season, maybe we have a full complete team and uh, you know, we can really make a push because uh, those guys are important, especially Jack. I really hope it's nothing serious. Before we go on anything else, we're just going to do a little shout out to our DraftKings Sportsbook partner over here at the Hockey Podcast Network with a brand new 2024 script, boys. Oh, this is this, you're the first to hear it. I'm the, I'm the this is the first time I'm even looking at it. Wow. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Why don't they just say that all the time? Because it's every week, right? Yeah. Mention available lines and odds from the DraftKings Sportsbook app for this week's games. Please do not provide betting advice or how audiences should wager. I said earlier that you need to bet as much as you can on Vancouver tomorrow night. Um, right. I don't even know what the line is, but just bet them. 
Do um, it. <laughs> download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code THPN. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. The crown is yours. Mm. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash hockey. For eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources, NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. You know, if I ever find out the last half of that, that, if I ever find out the last half of that ad, it's not even written there. You've just done that to all of us on purpose. I'm yep. going to lose my mind. Scat. Don't, don't ever look at it. Wouldn't that be and, amazing? That if Yeah, it would be like it a – It would be amazing. A, like a all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy moment if we look over that copy and it doesn't have the last half of it. It's actually a blank page. I just did that all. Tourette's. He's just um, firing it out. That's yeah, more so autism than Tourette's, but yeah, yeah. definitely. Um but uh, real quick, now you guys watched the uh, USA claiming the gold today uh, in the uh, World Juniors. Big comeback. Give it up for Team USA with a big third period to beat host Sweden. I was really kind of convinced that um, Jesper Bratt would have a big game tonight because he'd be all pissed off that Sweden lost, you know. But uh, Oh, that would have motivated him? I thought so, mm-hmm. right? About that. Um, but – what a game. I mean, what a frigging game that was. Those kids are – what a team the USA put out on the ice, up, man. Too. Some great videos from that. Next year, it's in Ottawa, and then in the, the year after, it's in St. Paul, Minnesota. I would love to go to a World Junior game. That would be so much fun. And the Czech Republic, how about that game? Uh, did you guys see that bronze medal game? Did not. They, they were down, and they scored, they scored five third-period goals – over Finland, and I think three of them were in the 30 seconds. And they came in the score. They were down, I think, 5-4, uh, and they ended up winning 8-5. Like, I bet DraftKings didn't have that. No, DraftKings, I don't think, had that. I didn't oh, look. Yeah. But I, I have a question for you guys. Sure. I was watching, like I said, the Ranger game last night, and they said that the Rangers game that they played, I think the, the game prior to the Blackhawk game was a loss. Um and they were saying that they only have one two-game losing streak all year. Hmm. They're having a great season, and they're That's a really, awesome. really good hockey team. And I was thinking about this, and, and it's this is a question. It's not quantifiable at all. It's more just opinion based. But do you does it would it worry you if your team goes into the playoffs without facing any type of adversity throughout the regular season? i.e. Boston last year. And then finally, when they have a little bit of adversity, they don't really know how to react and how to come back from that because for 82 games plus, things have just gone swimmingly. And I kind of see the Rangers on that path. Do you prefer kind of having your... Uh, you know, peaks and valleys throughout the season, working through them and really kind of making yourself more of a complete team? Or 
do you think it's all bullshit and good teams can just roll anybody? Just curious. Well, I think, you know, I, w- I would say that, like, I, part of me, of course, wants to say you want to know how to get out of a slide before it gets to be too bad. That matters in the playoffs. Um, going through adversity, sure. But, look, it, it, it's easy to make a lot of this, like what happened to Boston and what potentially could happen to the Rangers. But I think sometimes we attribute a reason that's not necessarily there because you can't prove that it's not the reason. So, for instance, what is worse than, uh, you know, having a multi-game losing streak and not learning from it? That's a bad team. What a better team is is a team that learns from a multi-game losing streak. And you could argue that a team that faces adversity and doesn't lose, finds ways to win on the fly, is maybe even better prepared for the playoffs. So not to, you know be Rangers advocate here when I'd rather be the devil's advocate. I I don't mind my team not being able to go into a skid because that's a skill that's kind of important in the playoffs, right? It's a good point. Um, So, you know, it's hard to really knock them for that. I get your point though. There is something that I think sits in the back of your psyche when things been going good. I think every person, even outside of sports says, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Things have been going too good for me. It's a little negativity that can creep in. That's kind of, you know, oddly out of the positivity, you know, it comes out because of the positivity, which is a weird human nature characteristic. So you can't take that off the table. So it's very possible that, yes, it could blow up in their face. I don't know. though. How about you, Tom? What do you think? I have no problem with the consistency. My personally, I like a nice little losing streak during the regular season. So you kind of get that little bit of, you, you know, you know how to bounce back. I think the Rangers, though, personally, I think. That they're pretty set right now. I think the biggest problem they have, which is crazy to say, is Shesterkin's been a little shaky. You know, I mean, but human, he's, yeah, he's been human. So I mean, but I, I don't, I don't know. Like what happened with Boston last year, they were dominant. But like we always talk about, I think what happened with Boston was is they made so many changes. There was just too much going on. There was just, I don't think it had anything to do. I think that was the biggest factor on that team. Is you had what too many chefs in the kitchen or whatever they say. You know, and, and, you know, they always people always talk about, and I, I don't believe in curses, and I'm not a superstitious person, but, you know, the president's trophy, you know, curse, right? Right, right. And, and I believe that some of that is when you are a team that good, when you go into a playoff, especially in the NHL, and you haven't dealt with teams kind of punching you back over the course of a seven-game series, one team, I do think that I can kind of get you off your game. You know, you go back to that first-round series, Florida was, you know, gets into the playoffs in the eighth seed, right? They're playing basically playoff hockey the whole last two months of the season. Like, they were, you know, they had been through it all already. So there was nothing new to them, also being the complete underdogs, where I just I feel like, yes, Boston did make a lot of changes. And when you mess with their, you know, they didn't do as much as Toronto. You know, they did add a couple of guys that I don't think they needed, um, you know, when you're playing the way they were playing last year. And I don't think I think the Rangers, as far as they go um, with this, I do think they're veteran laden team. They're not going to probably fall into that. Uh, category and who knows we still have half a season I mean right now looking at the standings we have completely leapfrogged now uh, Flyers even though we're tied in points that we have a game in hand on them and two more wins 
Um, we are solidly in fourth place right now, right behind the Islanders for the third spot in the Metro. The Islanders have 46 points. We're at 44. They have a game in hand. And we also have um, three more wins than the Islanders. So, you know, come tomorrow, I don't know who the Islanders are playing. And we're only, we, we might be in the third. And then we're only four points behind the Hurricanes, who are only five points behind the Rangers. And Carolina is playing fantastic right now. So the, the Rangers might, are going to be dealing with adversity at some point. The Hurricanes goaltending has really been has really been good for them the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they have been playing better. Um, they're, they whooped up on Washington today, 6-2. to two. And uh, yeah, so they're they're definitely on fire. And then tomorrow, uh, teams we got to watch out for is Calgary and um, Flyers that that game. So got to watch out for the Flyers there. See what they do. Uh, who else is playing tomorrow? That's ahead of us. The Islanders playing. We have Vancouver. I don't see the Islanders. Oh, they're playing the the Golden Knights tomorrow. So Islanders are playing Vegas. So we need to beat Vancouver and Golden Knights to get off of their what are they on like a six game losing streak. They're not so playing they're so hot. They're due. Yeah, hopefully. Now, um, you know, Bob and I were talking on the last show about trades, possible trades, especially goalie trades. Um, I don't know, man. Calgary right now, like, they're right there. They're like two or three points away from a playoff spot. I don't know how much they're going to be dealing guys out. But um, Yeah, I don't think they're going to. They, like, they uh, don't play I, well. Yeah, but the thing is this, as a general manager, you have to be smart. Even though you think you can make the playoffs, you have to look at your roster and say, we have, let's say, three or four expiring contracts. These guys are going to walk after this year if we don't re-sign them. Are we going to win the Stanley Cup with the team we have right now? No, you're not. Calgary's not. And we might not even make the playoffs. So I think, you you know, you do tend to, you know, say, okay, well, if we can build assets and then build this team and kind of do a, a little retool on the fly here, uh, we might be better off for it. Um, kind of like how Winnipeg did it. You know, Winnipeg got so much better by getting rid of, you know, uh, Blake Wheeler and um, uh, who's the guy they shipped off to friggin' um, yeah. um Pierre Luc Dubois, and so and they ended up getting a lot better um, because of the assets that they brought in. So, but anyway, not to just talk about Calgary, but the three goalies that are being kind of mentioned, and there's a fourth now with uh, the San Jose kid. What's his name? Cockinen or something? Uh, the guy that plays with Blackwood. Him, uh, Jake Allen, of course, in 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 Anaheim, which I I think the ask for him is going to be way too great. And he has a big contract. Um, Jacob Markstrom over in Calgary, who has three years left on his deal. Uh, so you're getting him for some term. Or Jake Allen over in Montreal, which you could probably get a prospect and a second round pick. You could probably pull him away. Uh, you know, old ass Jake Allen. Out of those guys, Couple who jinx. would you like to see? I like Markstrom. I guess out of them, Markstrom, yeah. I, yeah, I, me that, too. I mean,. I think that is the best one of the bunch, but I don't know about you. Do you feel like, yay, this is it. This is the one I wanted. Oh, Markstrom, yes. I I will be over the moon with Jacob Markstrom. He's the one I don't think Calgary will get rid of for some reason. I think he's the one they that, that, you know, especially if they even, if they they want to have a chance with the playoffs, I think they have to keep him. They have three goalies. And... You know, they have three goalies, and Markstrom is kind of the odd man out. Uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, they pay him a lot. He's, um, you know, 
older as far as the other two guys go. And the other two guys have played pretty well, um, especially in his absence when he was hurt, when he broke his finger. So I, I disagree. I think they will deal Jacob Markstrom. I think they'll deal Markstrom. I think they'll deal Hannafin. And I think they'll deal Tanev at some point this season. I do think those three guys aren't going to be there because chances are they're walking at the end of the year anyway. So you got to get something for them. Um, the only way you maybe retain guys that are have, you know, uh, expiring contracts is if you legitimately feel we can win the Stanley Cup this year. It doesn't matter what happens. We're, you know, we have a legit shot. Calgary doesn't. Markstrom uh, has three I, years, you said, left? Three, yeah. And I think Markstrom, I think Markstrom Dawes, I, I really like that. I really like that combo. I, Jacob Markstrom, I think, would change this team, um, you know, from Jump Street. I really do. That yeah, That's just my great. opinion. It's, we have won five out of six, so I mean, it's a sh- like I said, it's the injury shit's what's bugging me because we're starting to, you know, we're winning blocks of games now. We've done that for the last what two months now. I know we've been disappointed with some of the losses that's expected, but they have been winning blocks of games, so it just sucks to see some of these guys go out now. I mean, five or six is great, uh, but you're right. You worry that an injury's piling up. It's going to be. How many can you deal with that percentage going? Yeah, Yeah, no, absolutely. So we'll see what happens with the injuries. Hopefully we get some good news on that front for sure. I'm trying to keep – Go ahead, Dan. I was going to say, you're right about the uh, selection of Marshall would definitely help our team. I totally get it. I I don't know – I understand the the, rationale that you're proposing and why Calgary wants to get rid of him. But I also don't know. I mean, I look at, like, where we're at with our goaltending – and if we had a goaltender on Markstrom's level, and it was three years ago, and we had three years you know, left on his contract, we're not having a good year, would we get rid of him? I don't know. That's a tough call because he's a better goaltender than we've had in our organization uh, really for a very long time. But and they have guys that are really good behind him. That's no, my point. I, I, like, they're, they're, they're comfortable well with it. Yeah, you know, they, they, yeah. they, they feel like they can win games with the two guys they have not named Jacob Markstrom. You're right, um, and it's going to free up some space for them. I totally get it, and uh, it's a well a move they can make. I'm not saying I disagree. Uh, I just uh, I, I don't know if we could be that lucky. If we could, I'd be happy to get him. But I honestly don't think like he was a guy who was on my radar. This is the guy we want, and that's the only thing. I would take him in a heartbeat because it's going to be an improvement, definitely. Uh, um, and he's got I playoff like experience. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I really, I like Jacob Marshall. I've been talking him up for you know a year, over a year now. I really thought Calgary was going to be a much better position than they are right now because of him coming back healthy. I thought he would have a bounce back year, and he has. But they had a uh, shit you know, start though, Calgary, right? If I remember correctly, they had a, I, they had a really rough start to the season. Yeah, they're, they're. I think they're. They've won, you know, three in a row now, and they're only a couple of points out of a playoff spot. But like I said, if you, you as a GM, you have to legitimately Think look ahead. at your team and say, "Are we winning the cup this year?" If the answer right. is no, then I guess everything is on the table. Um, you know, and you got to get something for it. You know, they they went through it with Goudreau and Kachuk, and I don't think they're ever going to do that again. Where they let these two guys walk and they get nothing back for them. Right. That that hopefully will work out for the Devils. If if it does, I think you're right that Vanacek's got to be the one to go. Oh yeah. Um, I, I don't see the point in carrying him because the whole reason you would go from a Markstrom is you just don't feel comfortable going into playoffs with Vanacek as your senior goaltender. So at that point, you're really relying on Markstrom to play the majority of games. You want him to be your playoff goaltender. 
to the point where, you know, uh, Dawes is just fine. And to some extent, maybe a rehab Schmid is just fine to be the number two uh, on a goaltender you're, you're planning on riding through the playoffs. I agree. Because uh, if, if the playoffs started tomorrow, I, I would want Dawes in. I do not trust Vitek Vanacek at all. Can I make a bold prediction? Yeah, of Please course. Do. We will not this is see a safe space. again this year. Oh, I agree. I don't think that's very bold. <laughs> I don't think we'll see him again this year, but unless some big injury happens, or, or but I yeah, think or things blow up with Dawes. But I don't see that. Dawes looks pretty solid for yeah, a uh, yeah. you know a goaltender coming back. Really, in his, I guess he didn't get a rookie year out of out of that year, did he? Did they count that? No, no, uh, maybe, maybe got a point he did. the other night though. Right, that was his first. Yeah, he did. Point. Yeah, secondary yeah. point, a secondary assist. And and the thing is with. Uh, you know, like, like Dawes, like you see the growth, right? You see the development, you see where he is now. He doesn't look too big. uh, Like the moment doesn't look too big for him. And the thing you can clearly tell just with him starting that Washington game, because you knew whoever was starting that Washington game was getting two starts this week, uh, that they have no faith in Vitek Vanacek. Um, You know, they, uh, if they could have played Dawes tonight, I think they would have, but you know, you don't play back to backs. But Markstrom, a guy like that who can handle a bigger workload, uh, and then Dawes can play, you know, the back-to-backs, the odd, odd start, you know, really kind of ease him into the NHL caliber. Uh, I don't want to go into the playoffs with Nico Dawes as our number one goalie. I really don't. And he might do fantastic, but... He might, but nobody can know that right now. Right. That's my point. And, you know, the unknown is just there's there's too much good with this team and this roster right now to have a huge question mark in net. That's yeah, how I feel. Absolutely. I think so. This team kind of needs a steadier goaltender. It's It, it kind of deserves it. it. It's kind of a waste not to have it. And that's a good way of putting it. Like, I do think, like, Tom Fitzgerald would be doing a huge disservice to this roster if he doesn't make a move. Uh, they do deserve it. They've, they've, you know, with all the injuries and all the bullshit that they're dealing with, like, they're still there, right? Like, I mean, yeah. we have been injury plagued throughout we are in a playoff spot right his now. priority move now i think when you look back at, he did totally upgrade the situation on paper at that time to get vanacek i think it's it went fairly well last year up until the playoffs but i think now we see a problem with that move that frankly i don't think everybody saw coming uh so whatever and i yet need to shift gears and i, I think he did go and say i want to improve the goaltending got vanacek that didn't work out. I, I think his next move is going to be to, you know, improve the goaltending. And I think he knows that. I think he knows, yeah. like, he's got so many great pieces here. And he's going to be entering very soon. If it, this year is the last year, I think that you can really say, young team, let's just plan for next year. I don't think you could say that next year. I think next year you got to be like, guys, the time is now. we got all these guys getting into their prime. I don't want to hear about learning anymore. You know, I don't want to hear about gelling as a team. This year is maybe the last year that fans and uh, I think, you know, anybody observing from reality is going to accept that because now you've got, you know, three, four years of these guys together with a good goaltender. Really, we got to produce. We got to produce. We've been saying for, we always say, you know, and it's, I think his job now, we all love Fitzgerald. His job now, though, is to give us two pieces. We need a goalie and we need a piece of muscle on the team. And I think we have scoring. We have every, if our our guys are going to be healthy, we'll have one of the best teams I mean, but without that, the playoffs, you might as well just, you know, and I think you can get them. I think you can get both those pieces from Calgary. I really do. Um, And, you know, we have a relationship with them. We got the Foley. Uh, But, you know, 
yes, I agree with you, Dan, 100% that this is the last year that I think there could be quote unquote excuses for, you know, not making a deep push. But I will have to say this. If he goes out and gets a goalie, a serviceable goalie like a Markstrom or even a Jake Allen, you know, I think he's been playing well. I know he's up there in age, but he has been playing well and he's got tons of experience. Um, those two guys I would be okay with, but much more so Jacob Markstrom. And you get a, a, a Noah Hannafin or a Chris Tanev or, or somebody else that's on, that, that we don't even know about right now. You make that those moves and these guys get healthy, it could be this year. You know, you can see, I can see this team with those pieces making a, a Stanley Cup run. I really could. Yep. Yep. Those Absolutely. pieces, yeah, it's the key word, yeah. Yeah, key yeah. Word. no, it, not as is. Not as is, we bounce in the first round. Yeah, it, it sure yeah, looks it like it. It's obvious. Yeah, uh, it, but it is amazing how close we are to having the team we want in the future now. And it, it, is, it is just a couple moves. It's just a couple things to go right. And um, this team may be gelling the way they've been trending, which is good, you know, with more people contributing. Uh, the health has got to concern you because the one team this team, one thing the team has not shown this year is like health resilience. It's no. been the most unhealthy year the Devils have had in a long time. Maybe we'll uh, find 100%. another core piece during this little trend, like this next couple of weeks, maybe we'll have a guy come up and just, you know, make it yeah. hard to send them back down and then have another another tool, you know. Wait, maybe. maybe. I, I, I was wondering if – During this tough time of injuries. Do you think that maybe – I mean, am I wrong in saying this is the most injured year the Devils have had in a while? I can't remember them. Other than two years ago, but that was just in the goalie position. <laughs> this has just been everybody. Um, yeah, right. Like yeah. The, the, Overall, injuries across the board with players have been worse ever – do you think that there's nothing in this other than coincidence? Or do you think that there's something about the way they've been playing? Is it that, like we've been saying, teams know the way to beat the Devils is you have to play physical against them, which means that you're maybe taking more physical abuse as a team than another NHL team or yourself in another year. Basically, you, you look like an easy target. The, the bully's going to go after you. I definitely the, think. The playbook is to, is to bully the Devils. And that results in these injuries we're seeing. Is there, is there a connection there? I, I think Definitely. that there is there is a connection there with some of the guys. I mean, some of the injuries were just kind of weird, like the Meyer injury. I still don't even know what happened. Like, yeah, it didn't even right. look like you know. But 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 it does it does lend credence to the fact that yeah, there the blueprints out. You play physical with us now. Maybe that blueprint changes after tonight. Maybe okay. Look, you play physical with us. You're going to have to answer the bell, and there are going to be guys that are going to kind of, you know, scrape back, uh, fight back a little bit, and and that was evident tonight. But yeah, I think so. I absolutely Seems like think you so. and Nico always you, you were that at, target. Well, you look at mm-hmm. uh, Nico Heischer exactly. Like he has taken so many, especially early on in the year, and that when we dodged a bullet with him today because that hit late. Yeah. You know that I didn't even see it. It was so far away from the play. Um, but you know, it was a little the, late too. But I knew they were going to do it. You just kind of knew it was coming. Yeah, I, I think you know. Yeah, I knew it was coming too. I was really hoping it wasn't going to be on Jack. Um, you know, but yeah, Jack can stand up for himself for the most part. But you know, Nico came back. Let's just look. Jack has to come back. I mean, that's it. Like this, I'm just praying this isn't like a fucking ACL and he's out for the year. That's uh-huh. like the one thing that would really put uh, you know a big at least the start of some nails in our coffin, if that's the case. You check X and see if there's any kind of 
report. Yeah, here. check it out. See if there's anything out there on him. Um, Jack's ACL says, I'm okay, guys. Well, <laughs> Lindy is not going to give you any information. That's for sure. We still don't even know any timetables on Palat Meyer. So somewhere uh, on the body injury. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, they See give if you Jack's nothing. ACL has its own Twitter page. If not, we should start one. <laughs> it sounds like a line from uh, Fight Club, but I don't know. Jack's ACL. I am been... Jack's torn ACL. Oh, don't even say. I don't even. That just made me nauseous. You said torn ACL and Jack Hughes in the same sentence. Yeah. Um, we got a couple of. Uh, I get so. Uh, I laugh so much at these people that get so worked up over the All Star game. Um, the All Star game. Yeah. All that that games. you know. Who got snubbed? Right. Or, Who's right? This you is know, bad. Why did this guy go in? Yeah, like and you know it's an exhibition game, guys. You know Jack is there. I got an email from um, our buddy. Hang on one second. Let me pull this up here. Yeah, if Charles I can Manson. find it, Tim Wood, our buddy uh, Tim Wood, sent us another email, and this is what he's saying. Hello, gentlemen. We need our podcast heroes to get out. Boy, just get our boy Jesper Bratt into the All Star game as a member of the Olds calls us all the olds that's true i thought it would be helpful to rally the rest of the olds to dust off the scary box in the corner of the room pop the aol cd in and get our guy in the game tell mom not to pick up though okay back to the gelato stand at the quaker bridge mall for me i have some goalie thoughts that are coming let's go devils okay so jack is in you know barring injury what other devils would you? What other devil? You have one other spot, let's say, for a devil to go in. Who do you? Who do you put in? He wants Brat, understandably. Uh, I think there's really only I'm two gonna, guys, but I'm going to say Nico. Believe it or not, yeah. I, if I was going to, but love to see Defoe. But it's an all-star game, you know. Like Nico is a great two-way player. He is. I uh, got amazing talent. For our but team, he's an more, all-star, though. Oh no, I go. He but the all-star game is it's all about scoring, you know, yeah. like it's, it's all about scoring. It's all about silliness. And I think Brad has the better, you know, like stick skills and will make the prettier shots with greater consistency than even he sure, even though he sure is probably uh, a million times more an asset in a playoff game as we've seen so far, uh, then, uh, no, maybe hopefully not a million. Come Look, on hey, you know, you know if, you, if you can have a, a, a line of, you know, uh, I, just, you know, Jack and, and Brat and throw somebody else in the Metro. That's ridiculous. That's going to be at the game, you know, uh, Sydney, uh, you know, somebody, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, like I'd love to see Brat playing with those kind of skilled guys on every single line. I would say if I was to go to NHL.com slash all-star game or uh, whatever it is, I would definitely vote for Brat. I'm I'm on board on that. But Nico would be a definitely a, a close second. Um, but I would love to see Jesper Brat with. And hey, hey, if it's a long term injury, maybe it is Brat who yeah, ends maybe. up going. He's in. perfect for an All Star game because, as far as like we were talking about before, the book on the Devils has hit them and play you know really tough on them. Yeah, if nobody is this more effective against than Jesper Brat, and he won't see that at an All Star game. Nope. there'll be nobody you know shadowing him, checking him, making his life miserable, and. 
he'll have room to do, make some pretty ass goals. And we we know what this team, you know, just with the roster we have, what they do three on three, like you know, just, oh yeah, just for Brat with that kind of open ice would just be amazing to watch. But yeah. again, let's knock on wood here that that nothing serious for Jack, and hopefully he's back tomorrow. What, if not, hopefully he's back on Thursday yeah. against. The, what about the throwing? Uh, is it crazy to say that I would love to see Luke Hughes or even Simone Hemich at the All Star game? No, you know, not Luke. Luke. You don't think I, so? I think I think no. I, I mean, I, I don't think it's crazy to say Luke. Not. No, yeah. and I, I think there will be a time because Quinn's already in, and Luke is. I mean, Jack is in. Uh, it would kind of be cool. Oh, the NHL is actually going to want to get them all in. To be oh, honest yeah. with you, if you let the oh, NHL Luke pick this, yeah. they would make sure the brothers are all out. You know, against each other on the ice. There, they would probably push for Luke going in uh, with his brother. No, he'll I think be the there next two years you'll see it. I think the next two it yeah. you know, could be, be yeah. next year, but I think in the next two you're going to see that. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be there soon enough. I mean, he's amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, Vancouver tomorrow night. Uh, let's hope that we can you know figure out this back to back bullshit of losing the second game uh, because this week is so big for this team. It really is. The games and the teams they have to play. You're going to have Vancouver, who's top in their division. You're going to have Tampa, who's a perennial pain in the ass. Right. And then you're going to have Florida, which, I mean, you don't talk about a team that brings the physicality. That's yeah, Florida. let's see if they show up for, with the grid against Florida. Now, yep. That's a test, right? And then we go back up to Boston to end this thing. Uh, so the next four games are going to be very telling for this team. And if they can pull off... You know, six out of eight in the next four, uh, and and firmly get themselves into that top three, and not and start. You know, maybe not look back. I think you go and beat. You got to beat one of those teams. You got to win either the Boston or the, the Florida game. You to have to win one serious of them. team, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to win one and of them. You want to beat Boston after what happened last time. You know, you, absolutely. You wanna, then you want to beat Florida for what happened every yeah. time we play them. You know, you want to get um, a Florida in one piece. You know. Yeah, I mean, who knows at this friggin' rate, we might be seeing the Utica Comets as our, you know, <laughs> team going into the playoffs with the injuries. But, you know, Man, when are we going to see these fucking stadium jerseys? I mean, I'm looking every day. It's like you, you would think they would be done for it's Christmas. That didn't happen. I mean, yeah, they, that, didn't they miss a sales opportunity to, yeah, to market really. these before the Christmas season? No, I, I mean, They knew this so. was coming up all year. Market I bought one of those Utica selling. ones. I got one, oh, of those, did? one of those Utica ones. Yeah, I haven't got it yet, but when I get it, I'll show it to you guys. I, oh, I wow. Yeah, those are sharp, man. Yeah, black and reds. Those are really sharp. But anything else you guys want to touch on tonight? That's it, man. Last yeah. day of football for me tomorrow. Good riddance. Same here, buddy. Same. <laughs> well, Sunday, I, yeah. I have Sunday, but yeah. Uh, you guys play Good tomorrow? Riddance. Sunday, I mean. Yeah, oh, Sunday, my, yeah. My oh, it's tomorrow to you. Me, yeah, it is tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I haven't even like, I don't even follow anything anymore uh, on the football. I'm just a hundred percent in on the devils now. I'm just kind of like, I know tomorrow's probably the last time. Well, first of all, Jacobs won't even play. So he's done as a Raider. He's that's it for him. Yeah. Um, and I, and, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jesus Christ. We got two guys. He'll be gone. And, uh, well, obviously Garoppolo will we'll see again. Adams, I think will be gone. And, uh, Hunter Renfro's done with them. You won't see him again either. So it's a big, there's gonna be a lot of change going on. Yeah, yeah. As far as uh, I go, I just I'm I really hope that the Vikings don't make a huge mistake and win on Sunday. Like I want them to lose. <laughs> exactly. I want to get a Lay top down. ten pick. Thank you. Thank and you. then I want him. I if, look if we can get our hands on Michael Penix Jr. That's the quarterback I want. And this team. And I'll leave it at this, and we'll stop talking about football because Dan's here, and I don't want to bore him. I love it. Enjoy it. But congrats it, to it, the winners. 
if the Vikings don't, with this draft position that they have, go and get their future quarterback, I might be done with this team. I seriously might. Like, you've never done it. I've heard go, these threats before. You, go, you have yeah, been I know. done with this team for about so 40 years. Times. Chris, yes. what do you think about all this rigging stuff that, that everyone's talking about? You know, like the uh, the NFL, all the games are rigged. I keep on seeing tons of this shit. Yeah, it's I, all conspiracy theory bullshit. And you know what? As a Raider fan, how can it be? How can what have the Raiders done to agree to rig every season to right. be a complete fucking disappointment? There's no way that grown men are going to do every. I'm saying, there's, I'm sure there's some shady shit in anything, you know. But I keep on hearing more and more this year. I guess that Cowboys game was a big deal the other night. With the, uh, some of the you know, I, yeah, the the you know reporting the offensive lineman is an eligible receiver. I, I get that it was a mistake on the referee's part, but I also lay some blame at Dan Campbell's feet for sending three guys in to kind of confuse the <laughs> the Cowboys. No, you just confuse the refs. And here's the other thing: you took the penalty, right? You're back five yards. Now you're going for a two point conversion on your seven yard line instead of kicking the extra point, tying the game, going in overtime. Sorry, dude. You made bad fucking calls, okay? Yes, the referees screwed that up, but they screwed it up because you tried to get too cute. So I have big issues with with that. I, I don't think it's fixed. I don't think there's anything, you know, nefarious going on. I think people are fucking idiots. It's rigged. And- Everything. Rigged. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know 2024. Stop the this steal. This is the world we live in. Everything's rigged. That guy's if it doesn't name? go your way. It's rigged. You know, I get like guy? the idea of biases. You can have biases against your team. I think all Devils fans feel like yes. It, to some extent, it's kind of always been the refs are against us. And I think if you measure the way we feel, we feel with a little bit more justification than some other teams out there. You know, I, I can't imagine that Toronto fans really believe that the refs are out to get them. I think they do. I think every fan believes that their team. I talk to buddies who like all different kinds of sports, and they're just every Sunday I'll talk to my buddies. They'll be like, "Man, you believe we got fucked this week?" We're all saying that to each other. We all, you know. So is it rigged? Is is the sport rigged? I mean, we've had individuals who are trying to you know make money on the side, but it is not like wholesale WWE scripted rigged. No, No. sorry, it is not. No, and, and like I said, people are just stupid, and they're going to, you know, it, it's only rigged if they, their team loses. Then, you know, it's the best officiating in the world if it helps their team. But right. Their team gonna, could not be stopped. It didn't right. matter. I thought the refs could change this at any time, so. Exactly. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it, and, and, and you look at the teams that do good and stuff, you know, the teams especially this year. Like, if it's rigged, like, the NFL would have the Cowboys in the Super Bowl every single year, you know. They'd have the right. Steelers in the Super Bowl every year. You know, they're not going to have, you know. Why was Buffalo there four times? Right, right. Because, you know, the the huge football hotbed of Western New York, (laughs) as opposed to, you know, the Giants or the Jets or, you know. Yeah, it's no, it's not fixed. People are dumb. Except our listeners. They're extremely smart. You guys are the best. Awesome people. Awesome human beings all around. If you were all here right now, I'd give you a giant hug. But you're not, so I won't. And uh, so we're going to wrap it up. We are going to be back tomorrow. Uh, Most likely Bobby will be joining us tomorrow because he said he's getting nailed with some snow. So he's not going to some concert or something. And you know, it's time to go when Dan has completely fallen out of frame and he has slid so far down. Oh, there he is. So far relaxed. I thought I was doing a podcast with Jimi Hendrix. That's all I see is the poster (laughs) behind you. (laughs) Most of the time when I do this, I don't even look at the computer or if I do, I'm not even necessarily looking at our page. <laughs> we have a Fair page, enough. So I have no idea. That's why I'm off, off camera. Page. 
Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to us. Wherever you are checking us out, give us a uh, positive comment, five-star review, a like, a um, download, a subscription on the YouTube channel. goes a very long way to help us promote the Uncle Puckers podcast. And um, I guess that's about it for Tony and Dan. I'm Chris. We are the Uncle Puckers. We'll see you when we see you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Always Miss Bobby. It's over, Jenny. It's over! <laughs>